This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs, this is episode 283, I'm your host Duncan McLeish, welcome to the show. Up on this episode we are continuing our look, this is the penultimate episode for our forgotten Jally box hits by Vinegar Syndrome, the penultimate movie, second to last movie is a little movie called Autopsy from 1975. After the first break I'll be joined with my good buddy Dave Parker and we will be getting into this weird and wonderful, strange, bizarre little giallo for sure. Welcome to a brand new week of podcasting from Podcast Under the Stairs. This is a three episode week starting right here. On Thursday you're getting a bonus review of a Shudder exclusive title and then on Saturday it'll either be a screener or another Shudder title because Shudder has been putting out quite a lot of content of late and there's plenty out there to watch and plenty out there to review. That's right, just for you peeps out there. Tonight on the Teapots Collective, the next instalment of Where to Begin with Drops with reviews of The Conspiracy from 2013 and listener reviews of Troll Hunter from 2010. Then, this coming weekend, on the Teapots Collective, you get the next instalment of Opera Omnia. Myself and Bo Ransdell continuing our look through the David Fincher filmography, making a stop at Panic Room from 2002. On Friday just past, we released a brand new instalment of Jaws is Shite and Other Regrettable Outbursts. It's episode number four. It's a ton of fun. Maybe my favourite episode that we've done on that booze-based banter podcast. So jump across to tputzcast.com for links to the show. Okay, I'm going to take a short break. You're going to hear promos for shows that I love. You're going to hear the trailer for Autopsy. When we return, we're discussing that movie right after this. Hello, this is The Doom Show. Keep on keeping on and keep on trucking, America. We don't listen to our feedback because we don't get any. (laughs) The truth hurts. I just alienated the two people that give us constant feedback. Sorry, guys. That's gotta go. (laughs) That's gotta go in there. So on the show, uh, we talk about giallo movies and slasher movies and cult movies. Sometimes we even talk about Cameron Mitchell and his movies. I am Richard. Who are you? I am Brad, the guy that's not Richard, or Jeffrey, or Simon. That's right. We have four people, and we always talk at once, except to each other. Jeffrey lives up north. Simon lives across the world. Richard lives in Penis, Alabama. Hello, This is the Doom Show is a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network. Check out the other shows on legionpodcast.com. You can check out more Hello, This is the Doom Show at hellodoomshow.podomatic.com or at doommoviethon.com. Check for our Amazon exclusive Hello, This is the Doom Show cookbook. Do you like hot dogs? (laughs) We got them. Do you like mac and cheese? We got it. Do you like cheddar? We have it. Actually, we don't. No, no cheddar. Just Colby. Colby Jack. Hello, this is the Doom Show. We never gave up on you because you never gave up on us. Wow. Enter the Chamber of Terror. Watch every corner because this is where the dead become the living. Witness the most unearthly horrors ever performed on the human body. Don't tell me you get your kids from this stuff. My interest is purely professional. Are you a doctor? That's right. Pistol at point-blank range, through the throat and upward. For my money, it's a suicide. You know your corpses, but I know my souls. I confessed this girl only minutes before what you call her suicide. I don't know anyone more beautiful. 
and you're trying to destroy her. That's the real crime. She is the girl who knows more about death than about love. And he is the man who teaches her about both. Someone is driving everyone closer and closer to the grave. You haven't been passing yourself off as a priest for very long, have you? I am a priest. You hear me? I am a priest. Suddenly the fear is spreading and no dead or living body is safe. Murder goes on a slashing rampage that begins and ends in the morgue. I'm not the one that's crazy. You are. Neither God nor exorcism can help you now. Enter, if you dare, the motion picture where death lives at its most terrifying. It'll take you apart. And welcome back, ladies and gents. So it's the penultimate movie, for now anyway, in the Forgotten Jally box set. We are swinging in on our eighth movie review in this series by Vinegar Syndrome, making a stop at a little movie called Autopsy from 1975. Joining me as always throughout this season is my good buddy Dave Parker. How are you doing, sir? Excellente. Excellent. I think I said that last time. I almost used the same joke on instinct. I almost <laughs> you, just, you just keep doing it from now on and just pretend that you haven't done it. Um, no, no, nobody remembers anything. You put out 35 shows a week. I, 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 I mean, I I feel wounded, sir. <laughs> That's true, though. Um, I speak of the truth. <laughs> you, your truth upsets me. Um, we're we're going to be doing Autopsy, a movie that I had not seen. Um, and like we were just saying, I basically paused our conversation uh, before hitting play because I... There's a lot to unpack in this one. This is by far one of the weirder movies um, I've seen in a while. Just in terms of, took me a long time to get my footing in this movie to actually work out what the fuck was going on. And by the time the penny dropped for me, I was like, I don't even know if that makes sense. Um, so you're here to keep me on the straight and narrow. That's your job yes. tonight. Yes, yes. Um, so let's give some deets on this one. Uh, a wave of sudden violent suicides have gripped Rome and are all being blamed on sunspots. Simona, a young pathologist with an unhealthy obsession with death, has become increasingly interested in this strange phenomenon. But with the body, uh, with the discovery of the body of a young woman, an apparent victim of a self-inflicted gunshot, Simona finds herself thrust into a terrifying mystery and conspiracy to cloak actual murders as suicides. And the nearer she comes to unravelling the truth, the more in danger she's entering into the sights of a deranged killer, who might be a lot closer to home than she realises. An expertly directed and at times staggeringly brutal thriller by Armando Crispino of The Dead or Alive, Autopsy, which made, uh, which was made under the title Sunspots and released internationally as The Victim, stars Mimsy Farmer of Four Fives and Grey Velvet, and Barry Primus of New York, New York, and Ray Lovelock of Let Slipping Corpses Lie, featuring stunning photography from veteran Italian DP Carlo Carlini, who did The Bloodstained Butterfly, and an acclaimed score from Ennio Morricone, who did A Lizard in a Woman's Skin and everything else, Vinegar Syndrome is proud to bring Autopsy to Blu-ray fully uncensored and featuring its complete English and Italian language audio tracks fully intact. So you had seen this one before, but forgotten details, so I'm assuming this had been out on like DVD or something beforehand. Yeah, it was a Blue Underground DVD. I remembered the end when I saw it. So I kind of vaguely was like, you know, I think this person is the killer. Yeah. But then they kind of kept changing it on me. So I was like, maybe they're not the killer. But I, I remembered that ending. And I was kind of mixing it up with Black Belly, the tarantula. Oh, right. The endings. But so because they like feel a little bit the same because mm -hmm. I do those both the movies kind of have like some high kind of, a, you know, um, rooftop play, which is a very <laughs> common theme in Giallo, like the rooftop yeah. theme. So somebody's got to fall off the fucking roof. If, if you are going to kill your villain, 
you throw a dummy off the top of a roof. That's a, yeah. a row one in the playbook. They gotta die like the Emperor Skeletor, or they're not really dead. That's facts. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing about this one is, though, like, and every other kind of jail that I was thinking of, when someone is tossed off the top of a building and they hit the ground, they're dead upon impact. But this movie had this preoccupation with if someone falls off the top of a building, they must then kind of start to sit up like the Undertaker and then die. Um, yeah. Which he I wasn't th- quite dead. <laughs> there he is. Um, so, um, this movie, I, I'm kind of torn on it, if I'm honest, in, in that it felt like one of the more unique ones in the box set for sure. Um, like, at times. Uh, pretty repulsive (laughs) fairly repulsive movie Um, but with I thought like a powerhouse performance by uh, Mimsy Farmer who genuinely for the majority of this movie looks deranged oh they were definitely playing on the fact that she was in Four Flies and Grey Velvet and Mm -hmm. they were like do that do that again (laughs) and then when I always saw her name I was like Mimsy Farmer, everybody's acting like, oh, you got Mimsy Farmer's number one bill. I'm like, who the fuck? I mean, like, I've seen like this movie once. And then like, I, I, as I went on, I watched Four Flies down the line. And then I rewatching this, I was like, oh, so Mimsy Farmer, that's right. She's on the fucking top of the box. Yeah. Like she's, she's really, really, really good in this, but she does like feel constantly in the movie and this kind of heightened state of, of kind of like paranoia and insanity and i think she plays it really well and no wonder because pretty much from the off this woman is haunted by walking corpses by the way the nudity level in this movie is off the fucking chart like did not think i was gonna see that much of mimsy did you oh my god um I've seen, I believe, all of Mimsy uh, and then some, and I so much cock and tits and vagina in this movie. It is unbelievable. I mean, I, like at a point, I, I like straight from the off as well, like right from the beginning. It's yeah. like here is Dick, and and here's some titties, and we're we're just doing it, and we're you know we're not doing the. We're doing the smart thing, but also the thing that kind of works against you because you need actors that can perform dead still. And quite a yeah. few of these copsies cannot <laughs> do that. Um, Maybe they weren't dead. Maybe <laughs> just, they weren't. Maybe they weren't dead. Hear me out here. Hear me out here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they weren't fucking alive. It's like the, Columbo comes in. Yeah. <laughs> One more thing. What are really dead? <laughs> the thing I was thinking of it is like, why have their eyes open? Just close their eyes because that's the bit that's fidgeting the most. Like, just yeah. have them, they're dead. Just have them close their eyes. Open eyes are bothersome, though, and, and people do die with their eyes open. So, like, yes. and it just, it's so much worse. You can see, like, the horror within their eyes when it's open. And yeah. their mouth agape. <laughs> they die with their mouth agape. So they probably would have closed their eyes and closed their mouth, though, just for having to look at them all fucking day. Yeah, I would have thought, like, by the time they made it into the morgue, those things, have, I don't know. I'm just guessing. But, um, yeah, so the thing that kind of really through the curveball at me about autopsy is it, it's a while into the movie before you actually understand that there is a conspiracy here not just to do murders like a serial killer but actually yeah. there is like a modus operandi uh, that the killer has himself by the end and you are far in that I mean this movie's an hour and 40 you are far in this movie before that starts to kind of unveil itself yeah. and it's not really until like the last 15 minutes before yeah. it's here's the reveal and even then after the reveal we still have like about 10 minutes of of naked bodies trying to not die on the floor um, and I, I thought that was like there's a part of me that really liked that because I thought I was getting one sort of movie and you know and I, I did for the majority of it and then it, it did the twist but there's another well, part of me that is like if I watch this again are the signs for that going to be... Because I've only seen it once now, but if I watch it again, is there going to be signs to this mystery all the way through the movie? But because I'm so preoccupied, like the the filmmaker wants you to be, with the the kind of sunspots, murder mystery thing, that you're missing all the evidence in the background about, you know, the the acquisition of certain items. Um, That was definitely missing. Like all that, it wasn't all there. Like there was no way all that was there. It was there, but there was absolutely no connective tissue. It was like bone to bone with no tendons. And then when the character explains everything, you're like, oh, now it makes sense. Because without that explanation, without that like information dump, there's absolutely no way you really could have connected the father to that character because 
they don't really interact and you really don't know what the fucking father does for a living like you're supposed to i guess but i don't fucking remember i just knew he was like a rich like aristocratic kind of dickhead and i would assume that like he was involved with the museum and stuff because like but still it's just like exactly how we got those items is just kind of batshit to think about it and we really didn't know anything about that character's father who's who passed previously as yeah. well yeah yeah um, let's 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 talk about uh, the the Reverend in this movie, who's maybe the most unpriestly character I'm I've seen in a while. Ever, I'd like. I just kind of thought, please, should be like this, like that. If you want people to attend church, make him a, for, a former race car driving playboy uh, who swears a lot and like is apparently like a pretty good fucking fighter. Um, make them like you that. Thrown him in. Oh, go ahead. If you would have thrown him in there instead of Father Marin, I'm telling you, we would have had two alive priests at the end of Exorcist, not two dead ones. <laughs> uh, yeah, he would have took, took Regan in a fucking race car and sped around the fucking street. It's great when you first meet him because he's just like a priest, but he steals like her car and basically speeds through the street. Like, it's you like, can't watch people race at, at, a, at like a race car place. You can't do that because it's too bad for you. You have all these terrible memories, but mm -hmm. you can fucking speed in a car down the road. That doesn't bother you. It's so bizarre. I, I, I kind of fell in love with this character. Um, like, I, there's always there's always one point in every Jallo where there's one character, and I'm like, um, see if there was a spin-off and you were the main dude, I would watch that movie in a fucking heartbeat. Um, and this was it here. Like, I, I, I thought it was kind of awesome. And the situations that he gets into in this movie get progressively bizarre uh, oh. in a way that I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and then, like, when you add on top of that, like, so we've got a couple of great performances here. I like the reveal of the villain. Um, yeah. I, I did guess it just before it happened, but I'm not going to give myself too much credit because that's, what, 15 minutes from the end. Well, everybody else was dead. We're about to be killed. So, <laughs> so <laughs> like, process the of elimination. Um, like, it's actually the sunspots. It was the whole time the sunspots were doing it, which is a really weird, like, like this whole movie starts to, like, explore, like, autopsy culture, which mm -hmm. I don't know why there's an autopsy culture, but there most certainly seems to be one in the very beginning because the one dude and um, Mimsy Farmer, her, like, partner or whatever in the autopsy mortician, are cutting up the body, and the dude's like... I wrote in my review, I said, nothing gets me hotter than an autopsy. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. What the fuck? Like, right? Like, it's fucking well, weird. Late, later on, later on, she almost is raped. I hate she, that guy. She has, to, she has to fend off a colleague with a fork. <laughs> fork Why is there a fork there? Why is there a fork in the autopsy room? Um, let me just pop this cocksucker's eye out with yeah, a fork. I That's how me. we do things in Italy. <laughs> no just idea. like a meatball. Just like a meatball. It was such a weird detail. I was thinking of all the things that you have readily available that are lethal weapons in an <laughs> autopsy room, like scalpels for a start, saws. You pick up the fork. It's like that bit where it's like that bit in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, where Alan Rickman's like that. He's like his cousin goes, you know, but why a spoon? He's like, it's because it's dull. It'll hurt more. Um, you know what I mean? It's that idea where you're yeah. like, you're doing like, and this guy is acting like he is being stuck with a machete. <laughs> he's he's being, such a wimp too. He's being poked with a freaking fork. Come on. Um, you know, <laughs> and then just... Lovelock comes in and he's like, well, you can't blame the guy for trying. 1975. Ooh. You love it. Like, yeah. 19, <laughs> 1975 makes me at times so uncomfortable to be in my own skin and this is the same weekend I've sat down um, we recorded uh, Doing the Nasty today and yeah. um, one of those reviews was for uh, Cannibal aka uh, Jungle Holocaust um, love it yeah Ruggiero Diodato uh, the beginning. yeah and um, that movie is so repulsive <laughs> it actually teaches you that rape will save your life because you insert dominance so they can understand it you're like mm, that's, that's a very unpleasant fucking thought but that's it's the jungle literally, man literally yeah <laughs> that's literally the scene that i was about to mention where it happened and i was like and i'd seen the movie before but clearly washed it from my mind um, and that bit happened and i was like oh fuck like just holy fuck 1977 holy shit like Italy what are we doing here what are we doing here I, I feel like it's not too far off from American cinema at the time too yeah. one, one thing I really like about this I always bring up the different types of giallos and there's mm -hmm. tons but 
this starts off as a Dario psychological where you're like Mimsy Farmer is all crazy. The yep. priest is crazy. It's got to be one of them. And then it turns into a Martino money driven plot where you're yes. like, okay, <laughs> we're going with the Gothic style here. And so it's both. And then there's like this weird Diodato like exploitation nastiness with the pictures and the exploration of that autopsy culture and the death museum and shit where it's just like this has that kind of like almost Mondo fucking style yeah. too. So it's like a mixture and it's really a unique movie actually. It's a, it's a strange hybrid. Um, I'm glad that you you circle back to Diodato there because there is a one, there's one particular photo that genuinely made me stop for a set. I had to go back and I had to freeze it because I thought yeah. my eyes had been tricked. And me too, is, me too. It is a woman being penetrated by a large pole, but you're seeing it from the bottom side. Um, there's no other way to really say that. Yeah, um, you can see everything spread eagle. Yeah. And it's, on the knees, spread eagle. It's a flash for like a second, but... Yeah, like it was, it was probably one of the most unpleasant things I've seen in a while. <laughs> just... Enough for me to finish. That's all it takes. <laughs> and that's how I like it. I like it sandwiched between real death photos. It's a, it's a that, niche to get. It's a niche to get. But when you the get only it, movie in the cinema history, when you get it, you hit the ceiling, baby. <laughs> it, just, it caught me so all like off guard. And it is, I mean, that whole sequence is, you know, we're having a conversation and it, the camera is jumping between all these horrible, like, images of death and, you know, uh, disfiguration. And there's a place in um, Edinburgh, uh, which is about 30 minutes from me, uh, yeah. which is called the Surgeon's Museum or the Black Museum. Um, yeah. And in the Surgeon's Museum, it is basically it's like a scene from hell it's you know it's just all these jars of body parts and you know tumors and all the rest that no thank you date back like 300 years um and it's just it's a fascinating place to be in because it's like an old victorian building in fact it may be older than victorian um and it's still designed that way inside but it's the sort of place that within like two or three minutes of being in it you just have a headache like, oh, it's I like bet. a horrible headache and you need to get like air um, and um, this is what this reminded me of here all this I, was gonna, I was like oh shit I was going to ask you when you go to that museum do you eat your lunch before or after um, real you, question here it's I don't, uh, um, interestingly enough the, the two times I've been in it I've had a drink um, no, liquid no food. lunch yeah liquid lunch liquid and lunch. I, yeah. I, I would like to say that it, you know made my disposition stronger I really didn't it's, it's a very, very like, there's a whole ward there's a whole section I think it's on the second floor which is just dedicated to dentistry um, and it's as, as fucking horrific as your mind can imagine it being um, so like seeing those pictures just put me in the mindset of that and I was like oh whole it, it just I what, what I love about the movie in a lot of respects and I think what you were talking about it's kind of unique hybrid of these things is just how unabashed it is about using that as as just a technique in the movie like well, you've already seen all these these dead bodies quote unquote dead bodies um, but you know things are like the, this whole macabre world in which these characters live in um, this is just part of the scenery this is just like, this, is, this is wall dressing so to speak um, yeah. and the fact that they're so desensitised to it that they don't react like the audience reacts, I think is is, is a really interesting technique. I, the other thing I would say is, like they mentioned obviously about the uh, uh, the cinematography work by Carlino Carlini, uh, Carlo, sorry, Carlini. Uh, cinematography is beautiful in this movie, but that Ennio Morricone score is fucking great. I yeah, the, uh, loved it. I absolutely, and this is a movie I'm not really familiar with, and a score I wasn't really familiar with. But I would buy this in a heartbeat. Yeah, that score slays the end credits. How it goes in, and it's all mm. beautiful cinematography. We go down to the body, we pan up to like we see a fountain, then we see the birds fly into the air, and then we see the sunspot volcano shit one more time, and we go into <laughs> the credits. It's it's really well done. That ending, I actually rewound and watched that again because that was well edited and well shot right there. Yeah. Um, there's a couple weird things in here that I've kind of noticed. Um, so when the bodies are getting off the slabs in the beginning, it reminds me of Reanimator, oh, yes. especially that they're naked. And um, there's a comment that she makes, which made me laugh out loud. Um, <laughs> later, she's like, quick, get him to the reanimation room. I was like, calm the fuck down, Herbert West. What is reanimation room? Give me a, they don't call it the reanimation room. <laughs> did you remember I this? Did, like, quick, I, did I did not clock that. I did not clock that at all. It. 
I watched it in English. I always watch my Italian in English because they're all fucking dubbed anyways, and all the American actors yeah. in the movie are going to be speaking English on Anybody, set. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, had I seen it like a syringe with some luminous green fluid, I, you, my attention would have been perked up. Like, I know I, I missed that line, but that does make me... That would be a reanimation room, fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. What shit? I know. Um, you know what's real weird about this? They have all the openings of the weird suicides in the beginning, and it's like five or six people. And yep. like, I'm starting to wonder, do you think those people were actually... They actually show some of them commit suicide, though, too, right? It's not mm -hmm. just that. Yeah, yeah. So, but all the other... Do you think that that guy, the the, the person, I'm sorry, it's kind of a spoiler, but the person saw that and was like, they never really address it, but do you think they were like, well, I'm just going to add these extra bodies to the suicide here. And it, it, cause there's, they're making a suggestion that the sun has like powers to change people's attitude. Kind of yeah. like the moon has the, the polar tides and will pull you. So they're like, these people were probably on the edge. So this, the sun, the sunspots kind of just pushed them over. Cause I know I'm angrier when it's hot. I'm just like, my blood is boiling. I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to work. I'm going to kill everything. So <laughs> I'm wondering if, if there's this guy just was like okay so we got 10 people that killed themselves so why not me kill five or six people and That's, then just make it look like suicides just kind of like yeah. how um like some people would do with the boston strangler murders well i'm just gonna strangle my mom because yeah. you know i'll just throw it and let's throw another body to the corpse there's another one for the fire right get yeah. her out of here i was kind of how it's kind of how i was with that i'd like my, my assumption had been that it was a happy happy coincidence that he could pull this off against the backdrop of you know, these the suicides, of which, I mean, all credit to this movie, it has an insane body count within the first <laughs> the, the yeah. credits. My favourite one, my favourite one, and it's probably the most grim out of everything, is the guy who has shot both his kids and then turns a machine gun on himself. And <laughs> it is the best so way to go. Fucking, it, it, like, fires about 10 rims into his stomach, which I'm not sure. Like, I'm, uh, once again, not an expert in death. I don't know if your body would do that. I would assume that once you... Maybe, well, it has a machine gun, so maybe... So, I don't know. I don't know what kind of machine gun. I don't know how strong this guy's figure trigger, the trigger finger was. Yeah. I don't know. It's an Italian movie. It's, yeah. It was kind of like slightly funny unintentionally, but yes. also horribly grim. Yes, yeah, good. Like he's like because you see both his kids first before you see him, or the or the old man who like just to make sure he is going to drown, wraps the bag around his head oh, before jumping he just in the water, dives right in. It's like, like a fish too. Holy fuck! It's like it's just very. I mean, like the, the movie starts off so punchy, and like. Like I say, then you're right into a morgue where bodies are coming to life and naked bodies are coming to life. And it, it's just so disarming, I think, that, like I say, I, I forgot completely that there was this conspiracy thing in the background because I wasn't even looking for it. I was just so, like, kind of taken back by what had already happened on the screen and the way it was kind of kind of unfolding that I'd forgotten. Like It was only towards like maybe the last 35 minutes. And I was like, right, so is there something, like, is there a conspiracy here? Because I remembered vaguely the, the synopsis that we'd read on the previous episode. I'm like, I'm sure there's like a, you know, there's, there's like, is he killing because he's a serial killer or is he killing because there's, yeah. you know, is that, you like, they you steer say you away from yeah. the money motives to get yeah. you to the psychological aspect. So really by that time, that reveal, I was like, oh, wow, I forgot about that reveal actually. Yeah. It was very, very, like, just like I said, very, it came in from left field and I, I kind of loved it because of that as well. Um, I think the, the weird thing about it is, from my perspective, if, if I'm looking at it from a critical standpoint, um, there's a lot to love in this movie. From a storytelling point of view, I think there's a lot to frustrate you. Um, like I say, the, the it does kind of feel like there's there's two different movies kind of competing for dominance here, and it's like the first story is the one that the director is you know kind of invested in for a while until he realizes well this is a giallo and i need to wrap it up in some way yeah. that and then that's when all this other stuff comes in um but like i mean visually beautiful movie to look at the score like i say is stunning acting i thought was like for for a 75 giallo acting is surprisingly good like yeah. like, like really good um and there's a good mix of locations which once again I really enjoy so you're getting that kind of it's not an insular movie it's, it's got like a bit of scope that I, I mean this even at an hour and 40 this movie flew in for me 
Like genuinely, by the end of it, I was like, "That's an hour and forty already, Jesus!" Um, so I was, I was pleasantly surprised. It also makes me wonder if this movie is so bizarre, and that's why I'm not overly familiar with it. Like, it, it, it makes me wonder what the conversation is out in the the deep web. Um, well, the thing deep. is, like, people talk about that they've seen it, but they never bring up any fucking details. Like, I yeah. remembered seeing it, but I didn't remember any details. And literally, I've never heard anyone talk about the details. That's the problem with a lot of these Giallo people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I've seen it. Good movie. And then they don't have any details about the movie. They don't bring up, like, the weird aspects to it or the, you know, it's just very kind of... um lackluster discussion unless it's a dario um giallo yeah because to me this like of all the ones i've seen in, in the last couple of years this is the one that stands out the most just in terms yeah. of like the, the the narrative the the just the depictions of unpleasant imagery and death like that the next time i have a conversation with someone that talks about giallo Autopsy is a movie I'm going to bring up, and very much not like the people that you've, you've you've mentioned. The first thing I'll be saying is right, just sit down and let me just explain a loose plot here, and then let me tell you that there is some imagery in this movie that will you know will make you not only double take but will make you stop and rewind to see it again. Um, yeah, it just kind of it really really caught me off guard, and and by definition of that, because I know we like to to kind of juggle with this topic from time to time um, even if it is a well seen one and it's not discussed in any great detail do we think that, I mean from my point of view that merits its inclusion in this box as a forgotten giallo because even if people are saying I've seen the movie and it's a good movie or I've seen the movie it's a bad movie, they're not really going into those details which you want to tell yeah, you, well, why yeah. is it a bad giallo is it a bad giallo because it just is too formulaic, follows it follows too much of a Dario line or, you know, or, or like, or it's, it's a great movie because it does, you know, it's got the Ennio Morricone soundtrack. It, like, the, what, what, I, I mean, from my point of view, this is the, the very, the very thing I want from a box set that yeah, has yeah. Forgotten Jally written on it is this sort of movie. You agree? Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't think so at first just by name. I was like, everybody knows that movie, right? I literally thought because it had such a wide release on DVD and it was such a cheap DVD after a while, I could pick it up for like five bucks. So I was like, everybody has that one. I watched it. Didn't remember a fucking thing <laughs> except the ending. And and I guess it is kind of forgotten because just not knowing name recognition is a little bit different from discussion because there's a million movies that everybody knows the name but nobody ever talks about it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say, it. I'm, I'm, and plus being in this set, we'll get some more eyes on it, which I like. Um, the only hit on this movie, to be honest, is the huge information dump that the killer does. If they would have come somehow patched yeah. in a little bit more of that, they do, but it's just like the Bible comes out of nowhere why everybody has the fucking Bible and stuff like that. You're like, what? It? And then, like, I didn't even know that the one guy was his brother. Yeah. Like, he just starts fucking, like, choking him and shit. And I'm like, who is this a business partner? It's his brother? Did I miss that? Or yeah. And they explain it later. But I feel like there's a little bit of connective tissue missing until the very end where he just dumps everything. He does like feel a like a bit of a Bond yeah, like yeah, yeah. villain at the end where he's like, yeah. yeah, I know you're going to die on this floor. So let me explain my Machiavellian plan to you. <laughs> you're like, all right. <laughs> I'm not explaining my plan. I'm just shooting him right in the back of the head. Yeah, well, this is the, this, this is the frustrating thing. <laughs> it's the frustrating right? thing about all these movies. Is like, this is the one that you might be able to get away with maybe not making it look like a, like a fucking Final Destination like trap. And like, yeah, no <laughs> like lying on the floor trap. It just like, yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, that's, it feels, it does, it kind of feels like it was almost an afterthought. Um, just put the gun in the priest's hand, yeah. shoot the woman. And then fucking shoot, they have the priest shoot himself yeah, in the head. Come on, this priest is unorthodox. We've already seen that. Yeah, you, you, you know, can turn the gas on for good measure. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like overkill death. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't disagree with you. I think it's, a, like I say, from a narrative point of view, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit choppy. Um, but the rest is all of a, of a, a really good caliber. Some really good stuff in here to get your teeth sunk into um which which leads me to any other comments on this one before i ask you for a grade no i think i'm good um this i i think that it was kind of cool that they did kind of explore these weirdos that were obsessed with like death in it too (laughs) which is something different they don't typically do it was high class people but they all had like the one lady was like obsessed with the death museum and shit which is that was cool 
Yeah, and, and there was no, like, um, out with the reanimation room. Uh, there was no yeah. insane science, uh, you know what I mean? Where the, like, the I room... thought we were going there. I yeah. thought that the vial he was giving him was going to make everybody kill themselves. That's what I thought it was going to be. Like a blue, blue sunshine, like it made oh, them all yes. go crazy. Instead, they just kill themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, it seems like both of us are relatively high on this one. How will that reflect as a grade? Now, you know, Dave, that we do uh, kind of old school Netflix grades here. One is hated it, two is didn't like it, three is liked it, four is really liked it, five is loved it. Uh, we do point fives as well. What are you going to give Autopsy? I'm right in the middle of a 3.5 and a 4. Like, if it was a 10 point, it'd be a 7.5. So I'm not really sure. I want to bring up one line that I thought was like, I was like, that's very clever. At the end, when he says, due to your thesis paper, he's like, I copied your handwriting perfect, and your thesis paper helped me out in every possible way because it was about suicides and autopsies and shit. So he could literally look at it and match up what's going to matter and what looks like a suicide and not. Man. Ooh, it's tight, man. Yeah. Uh, since I gave my dear killer a three and a half, I'm gonna say this is on the level of my dear killer, a seven point five. So I'll give it a three and a half too. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do the four. Um, I like I say, I'm, I'm interested to watch it again. I know for a fact it'll be a wee while before I do that. Um, but I'm interested to go back. It's one of these ones where as soon as it finished. I kind of thought, yeah, you know, like I'll be watching this again this year. Uh, yeah. It's probably towards the end of the year. Um, and that doesn't happen a huge amount with the kind of more obscure jallos. It's kind of almost yeah. the, it's the box ticking exercise that you mentioned earlier, where you see a movie and you're like, right, well, that one's ticked off the list now. Um, but I will, I will definitely go back to that. We've got only one more movie left to do on this series, which like upsets me greatly um, until they release another box set. Um, they did. They're gonna, I'm telling you. You're, like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you hey, what did I give trauma? <laughs> what did I give trauma? Because this is just as good, if not better. Can uh, I give it a four? I think, I, I want to see, I, I don't, have you given Amy a four? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, this I, might, this might be the best one. It's close. On a rewatch, it would be the best one. I yeah, I think I think this one's this one's got legs. It's like that way where you watch. Um, well, if you're me anyway, I don't I don't know what your position on it is. The fuck it. The, we'll the, do four. We'll yes, do four. Yes. Like something like, like when I watched the Pajama Girl case for the first time. That's a good one, man. And yeah, and I was like, that. Oh Jesus! Like, where have you come from? Why have I never heard of you before? And now you are like up there for me. Like just like, out of nowhere. Um, and so, Who Saw or Die is another good one like that. Yes, I would really, really like that one as well. Um, but we've one left to do, and then make, like you've burned the bridge of reliability when it comes to this next box set. Like you could literally be standing with one of them in your hands. I'd be like, he's photoshopped that. Um, like <laughs> motherfucker. Um, Crazy Desires of a Murderer is our last one, which is a great name. Uh, the Countess Elenia has returned to her family's grand old castle where her paralysed father, an apparent clairvoyant and strange younger brother with an unhealthy interest in taxidermy reside. Almost immediately after arriving, one of Elena's friends who is visiting the castle is shockingly murdered and has his eyes, always the eyes, plucked out of their sockets. While suspicion falls on Elena's brother, a curious police inspector, Sicilian character actor Cordo Giappa of The Godfather and My Dear Killer begins to investigate, believing that there's more to the killings than meets the eye, pun intended. However, his sleuthing proves no match for this maniac as the body count steadily rises. A delirious mix of gothic horror, sex drama, murder mystery, plus a whole lot of extracted eyeballs, Filippo Walter Ratti's crazy desire of a murderer, known in Italy by the much more lurid title, The Morbid Vices of a Housekeeper, has to have vices in there, uh, remains one of the forgotten treats of the late 70s giallo cinema. Never theatrically released in English-speaking world and virtually unavailable on home video, Vinegar Syndrome is delighted to bring this trashy rarity to Blu-ray, newly restored in 4K from its 35mm original negative. I have not seen this movie. Um, Me either. Yeah, so this is good. I, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's gothic and it sounds. It sounds like all the movies we watched already mixed somehow. Well, yeah. This is. I was going to say the. I'm doing. Um, 
Oh, and I've forgotten the name, and that's going to really annoy me, and I'm going to pad for time as I try and... No, I'm not going to pad we're, for time. Uh, the, uh, we're, for the, the next instalment of Doing the Nasty, we're doing a Nashi film which involves eyeballs being extracted. Broken Eyes of the Blue Dolls? That's the very one, yeah. So, like, <laughs> so it's all eyes now. Um, so chances all eyes are, are on you, Duncan. That's going to be an interesting weekend. <laughs> ocular trauma. Uh, ocular trauma aside... Uh, you do a lot of cool stuff. Dave, where can people check it out? Uh, just Mr. Parka on YouTube. M-R-P-A-R-K-A. Search it. Uh, check me out. Videos. There's also an audio version if you'd like in the description box on Podbeam. I don't Whatever the hell the hell it's on. A spot, whatever. Stitcher. And then uh, I'm on 22 Shots of Boots and Horror occasionally. So check that out as well. We just did the best of 2005, which yeah. is not that best of. I'm just, no, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, how did you, how'd you get it? Like, you seen... At the end of that, because I know you were saying um, that I watched seventy six, seventy six of them. Holy shit! <laughs> and I cheated because I watched all the Masters of Horror from that year, and mm-hmm. like that Yuzmazi's fucking six movies that were like an hour long. I'm like, <laughs> I'm fucking pad my fucking. I padded. I I watched a bunch of cans, like you know, like a boxers pad the record. That's yeah. what I was doing. I was fighting like Glass Joe and and uh, Gabby J all day. <laughs> Some punch out humor for you guys. Have you have you got a new year selected for? Because I know like the the guys at Twenty Two Shots is like years of yep. yeah. So have you got a new one? What what's? Uh, can you tell me what the next year is? Yeah. Nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy. Good year. Ooh, yes, yes. An educational year for sure. Even if it's not a movie filled with a bunch of it, there's a lot of changeover, lots of stuff. It's, tra- it's a transitional year. It's a great yep. transitional year as well. Um, so that will be because that's when that's 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 when things start to. Well, you're you're just ushering in the crazy seventies, um, which is it's a good time. Is a good time. Plus, you're getting all the hangover of that kind of the hammer stuff as well. Hammer stuff yep. from the seventies is is fun. <laughs> there's a there's like two or three great hammer movies from 1970. Yeah. Like. I'm not the biggest of horror Frankenstein, but I love Vampire Lovers mm-hmm. and um, Taste of Blood of Dracula is very oh, good. Scar, it's, it's, Scar taste, yeah, Taste of Blood of Dracula is one of my favorite. Top um, three of the Hammer Dracula. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I can't remember if that's the one. Isn't that the one where like Christopher Lee doesn't say anything? <laughs> Try to remember. Or no, if he does, that it's might be. Um, or is that... He doesn't talk very much in Scars, does he? That's it, Scars, and I think that was due to a dispute. Same year. Yeah, that's the one that's due to a dispute. Um, or is it Dracula, Prince of Darkness? He doesn't talk very much in a couple of them. They, like he had, a, like he had a falling out with them because of it. He didn't want to read their, well, their lines. He uh, thought the dialogue was dog shit. That's why yeah. he did just Franco's Dracula, which mm-hmm. is also 1970. He did that one because they. Um, he was like, "Can I actually say some fucking lines yeah. from the book for once?" And Jess Franco was like, "I don't give a fuck. I got Christopher Lee. Let's just go. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's go." Um, I yeah, I like that movie as well. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Um, It'll be, it'll be a fun one it's, like I say yeah. it's, it's a really interesting transitional year um, and we'll see we'll see what comes out of that uh, well I mean as always it's been a hoot uh, and, I, and I feel like we're on the upswing now I feel like nothing yeah. can go wrong with crazy desires of a murderer I, think I don't it, know <laughs> I should add a little note here that is very hilarious to me, and I've been staring at the poster for like 20 minutes. The director of um, Autopsy directed another movie in 1975, and it's called Frankenstein Italian Style, and it looks like a comedy version of Frankenstein, and the Frankenstein has some sort of afro on the Italian poster, and um, it looks absolutely ridiculous. I don't... Oh, we we need to find this movie. <laughs> not one person on my letterbox has watched it, so it's probably not particularly easy to find. You need to reach out to your friends and uh, vinegar syndrome and just let them oh, know that this is a thing that has to happen. It's rated X too. It's perfect for vinegar syndrome. Yeah, you just like just like give them a nudge. It might be on the radar already, but just give them a little nudge. Did you know? Sort of nudge, and this would be kind of fun. Though it might not sell much, but. Uh, this could be fun. Um, and, and we can Waste your it. money, vinegar syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> it's only going to cost you like twelve grand. It's um, well worth it. <laughs> so, like I'd said on the the soon to be released episode, because at the time of this recording, it will be out by the time this episode is released. Um, the stuff that I'm doing with Derek, we're just finishing. We've just finished up William Castle. Um, is that the box set series that we do will probably get put on hold over summer for obvious reasons. Um, but looking to come back later on in the year with it. Uh, and I forget, was Forgotten Jai your pick or my pick? 
I don't know. Probably mine. Because um, it's American. So if it was your pick, I get the next pick for box set. Okay. So, um, and then it'll, it'll revert back to you. So we'll see where we go with that there are certainly some options some box sets that Arrow have coming out in the immediate future which will be very much worth um, a check out uh, and I will not subject you to the massive marathon that Derek is subjecting me to as I go through the entire Gamera box set with him um, no he didn't did he? he did he pulled Gamera on me uh, out of nowhere as well because he knows that I think I've only ever seen one of them I don't um, think I've seen any Gamera and I have that box set yeah well he's like the, the, he's like, this is what we're doing and I was like well it's your turn <laughs> can't argue that uh, I did get the fear though that he was going to pick the, the Herschel Gordon Lewis arrow box set um, because that's been sitting up there I'm one of the few in the proud that has the the limited limited one like the one that they the cereal box I have yeah. a big one but there's no. even a bigger one I think yeah there's it's the, the bigger one it's the one that they only made 500 out of that I have they made fi- I think they made 500 in the states and 500 in the UK and I got one of them and it cost me an absolute fucking fortune when it came out um, I think mine cost 120 yeah I think if we're doing dollars um, it's like two hundred and fifty dollars, I think. Um, is the is well, that's the one? A lot. And I have I've, I've not watched a movie. In it. <laughs> Come on, I watched them all. I've seen every single one in that set. Yeah, I'd like I will get, I'll get to it at some point. I'm man. done with Gordon Lewis for like the next twenty years. Yeah, you've you've been you've lived through it, man. <laughs> so, it, what was it like? Eighteen movies in that set. That's enough. There is so much. I think that's what's kind of kind of sprung me off. Is I've seen. Uh, like HDL's what are considered his best and most of his best I'm alright with you know what I mean like, I'm, like it's not absolutely terrible but it's not exactly something I would rush back to watch um, and then there's like there's a whole lot of other ones that are considered maybe not as good and I'm like I really want to put myself through that and that is a question for another day I think <laughs> I'll get around it there's plenty of box sets God knows where we'll end up it'll be fun regardless um, it's worth saying that you will be joining me though on the summer series That's that'll be roughly the next time people hear your voices excited because we're like um, I'm kind of hoping at the date of this recording that tomorrow I have all the years completely sorted which means I've got a lot of homework to do I got my Pfizer jag this weekend, so I've been like all the stuff that I was wanting to do has just not happened because I've been fucking tired. Um, yeah, I got my second one Wednesday, and I was like, uh, Thursday I was just groggy. Like I, it was like I was fine, but I was like at seventy percent. It took yeah. me like twice as long to work out than normally. I was just like, yeah. I, I'm literally I'm the, I'm the same as you. Like so, I I, uh, I got on Friday. And Friday I was fine. Like my arm was a bit. Yeah, slower. the next day is what gets you. Oh god, the next day I was so tired. Uh, and I like people that know me know that you know I operate generally with little to no sleep because I don't generally feel tired. Um, and that that whole day yesterday is a blur. I'm not entirely sure what I did yesterday. Um, so I'm kind of trying to catch up with everything today, and that will be formalising movies uh, tonight and tomorrow. So we will have a list. Remind the listeners out there what years you have drawn. What oh what yep. years have I drawn? Have you have you revealed it yet? Uh, yeah, the people know. The people know. So they know what years you're on. So you've got your twenty seventeen. I'm sixteen and seventeen. Yep. I mentioned it slightly because people are like obviously seeing me review certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of obvious, but I just just kind of basically never came out and said it yet. Yes. Yet. Yeah, as it's, it's, it's official, the, the only thing that's not official is what the 12 movies will be, and we are we are so tantalised. We don't even know that yet. <laughs> can, uh, can you, like, just to, to emphasise, because every time I get someone asks me a question, I do try and stress to them that this, this decade in general is an absolute... I mean, it's, it's torturous to try and... On some of these years specifically, it's torturous to try and get down to 12. Uh, how has the experience been for you thus far? Uh, it, it's been rough to get down to the 12, yeah. like, because... There's a couple that I'm just like, I don't even think it's like some people are picking like the only one that I don't think is very good. Yes. I've, I've got <laughs> like, a couple of years of that where like titles I'm have like, been picked and I'm like, really? Is that where we're, like, you're aware this one hasn't been picked? <laughs> like, 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 Not in their top two necessarily, but in like the, the bonus one. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know. So yeah. it, it's iffy. Yeah. It's, well, no, I've got a couple of years where the, uh, people have picked in their top two movies that 
I, I mean, I even questioned their inclusion in the top 25. So, like, so, that's, oh, wow. um, so yeah, yeah. So, and some of the years are going to be really, they're going to be discussion points, let's put it that way. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. And we are we are not that far away from, from kicking the, 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 the ball up the park on this one and getting it all started. Um, but you'll be back to join me for that. Like I say, later on in the year, we will formalise the next box set. And uh, I really enjoy these conversations, man. I, I yeah, really, fun. really do. It's, it's great to like, and it forces me to watch movies that I am buying in box sets that I know I am not watching. Same. And that's that. There's nothing but like the my my wall of movies is a monument to failure of me being able to watch the movies that I'm buying. Um, so at least it'll, it'll force me down that road. Right, ladies and gents, I'm going to take my final break of this episode. When I come back, I'm closing out the show and I'm doing it right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. you've been listening to the podcast under the stairs this has been episode 283 myself and Dave Parker concluding the second to last movie from the forgotten jolly box sets in a couple of weeks time we'll be doing that last one and putting this season to bed oh yeah that's right there's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs wherever you're listening to us right now hit subscribe that way you get all the shows from podcasts under the stairs you also get access to the entire back catalogue of teapots content you can also subscribe to the Teapots Collective, so you get shows like Where to Begin With, Opera Omnia, Doing the Nasty and Chronicle. It's at a touch of a button and you get all the archives as well. Supporting those two feeds by subscribing to them is the best way to support what I do here. Jump across to our website teapotscast.com and you'll find a link to Jaws is Shite and other regrettable outbursts, the Booze Bees Banner podcast with myself, The Baz and Scott Lean vs Evil. Only one a month, but trust me, it's worth it, and it's all found at teapotscast.com. The merch page for podcasts under the stairs is teapotscast.bigcartel.com. On Facebook, we can be found at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapotscast. The Teapots Collective is just simply facebook.com forward slash teapotscast. And Jaws is shite. It can be found at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash regrettablepod. Reach out and interact with myself and the bars on the twin prongs of social media sexiness. Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at TeapotsCast. The podcast Under the Stairs returns with a review of an exclusive Shudder title this coming Thursday. And until then, wherever you are, where the time zone is, and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish, broadcasting live from Under the Stairs, and I am signing off.